Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host, for Nick's Nerd. Ladies and gentlemen and everyone else, tomorrow is the day. Halo Infinite launches, and that is why I'm recording a day early, because I'm going to be playing Halo when I would normally record. Doesn't mean you're going to be listening to the show early. Uh, you're probably listening to this late Wednesday evening or, or early uh, early Thursday, and wow, oh wow, oh wow, I'm so very excited, very excited to play Halo tomorrow. I cannot wait. The reviews are coming in they're great the only review that wasn't good was Ars Technica who decided to like shit on it for no reason at all very strange but oh my god I'm so ready I'm waiting everyone said that it's it's the open world is actually a great addition to Halo I mean it's not fully open world but man oh man oh man we will talk about it next week um I know you guys don't want to wait, but I, I will talk about it next week just because, you know, it, it comes out when we're recording and I don't want to delay mainly because I have work and I'm going to be going to a wedding this weekend. So got to wait, got to wait. Um, but hope you guys are ready. Hope you're willing to listen to me babble on about a game that I've been playing for 20 years. So I uh, can't wait for that. But, but without really spending too much time let's let's get like really deep into what we're actually here for this week right and the 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 nerd news of the of the week and a couple things going on that are pretty wild um so granted that we're recording on the 7th uh halo infinite comes out tomorrow uh tomorrow is actually the last day to play verdansk is or sorry uh yesterday Today is the last day to play Verdance. That's right, because tomorrow uh, their new Pacific map comes out. So if you were playing Call of Duty Warzone, like it's done. Verdansk is over. It's dead. Um, I know Verdansk. A lot of you have uh, fond memories of Verdansk over the last two years, both its original and 1980s iteration. Uh, the drops were wild, you know, at, at military base or at, at that mine or TV station, you know, or downtown. But Verdansk was a fun map, and it will be missed. And Stadium, man, when they blew that shit up, whoa, whoa. Things were different. Things were different forever, right? So Verdansk is, is officially done. Uh, it's into the history books, and... Time to uh, say goodbye. And uh, it's a sad day. Sad day in Call of Duty. And yesterday was also, or yesterday, today. Why do I keep saying yesterday? I, I talk like I, I talk like I was reading the news. Today is Bungie's 30th anniversary. And, of course, Bungie, known for Halo, they announced a whole bunch of new things that are actually halo related now everyone thought this would come but it was never announced before today 
Uh, but a bunch of new weapons and gear are all going to be Halo-themed, uh, coming to it for, for some of it for free, some of it part of a bundle. Um, one of them being a, a new sidearm that pretty much looks like the Magnum from Halo 1. Uh, that is free to all players. They have new swords that look like the energy sword. They have a, a gun that looks essentially exactly like a battle rifle. Um, and uh, there's some other marathon stuff as well. But man, oh man, oh man, it is some solid looking stuff. Uh, coming for Bungie's 30th um, anniversary. So there's, there's, like I said, there's stuff from Marathon. There's stuff from Halo. I mean, there's even like a shoulder pad that's got like needler needles in it. Uh, there, it, it you can view it all online. Um, the exotic f uh, sidearm that looks like the Magnum is called the Forerunner. There's the BXR-55 Battler. Just like the, the BR-55 Battle Rifle. Um, so, a lot of cool stuff coming. Um, I, there was a sparrow that looks like a covenant ghost. There's a, a, a ghost shell with a halo ring around it. Remember the ghosts are the little things that you carry around if you play, if you play Destiny, you know what I'm talking about. Um, there's a claymore sword from Myth, the shotgun from Marathon. So, also, Galahorn is back. So, there's a whole lot of stuff for your, uh, for the big Halo fans that are playing Destiny 2 out there, uh, for Bungie's 30th anniversary in Destiny 2. Check that out. It's really awesome. Almost makes me want to jump back into Destiny 2. And it's leaving Game Pass soon, so, you know, now, now would be the time to play, but unfortunately I'm going to be focusing on Halo, so that's not really really going to be happening right now. Um, yeah, that's right. Uh, also, Fortnite is officially transitioning over to Unreal Engine 5. I know we don't like to talk about Fortnite here on this on this podcast. I fucking hate the game. Um, I think it's, it's, it's destroyed gaming in a way. Um, just because of its loot system and, and its, its monetary system and just what what it's done in terms of like the battle royale and how it's just I, I I don't know I I'm I I get it and I don't get it but now that chapter two has ended uh, you know the rock is also part of Fortnite now too they are shifting to Unreal Five and let me see I don't I guess it's out in the open um. I wonder if it comes with like a massive update, but yes, Unreal Engine 5 is now the engine of Fortnite. So if you've noticed a graphical change in Fortnite, that's what it is. It is all because they've swapped to Unreal Engine 5. Uh, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl is also getting its first DLC character in Garfield. Uh, granted, that was hinted at quite a while ago. Uh, a lot of people thought that Garfield was coming. It was found in the source code or I don't know, some bullshit like that. But uh, if you're still playing Nickelodeon All-Stars because that game was busted, uh, it is uh, you will now have the ability to play as Garfield. And now let's get into some of the meaty stuff that's, uh, that's going on in the gaming world. 
Ubisoft has announced a new blockchain NFT system called Quartz. It is a it's a blockchain powered NFT cosmetic system, and I, I it says quote it will offer limited edition cosmetic items for Ubisoft games that can then be resold on third party marketplaces for cryptocurrency unquote. It goes into beta on the 9th, so two days from now. Uh, and it's only going to have items for Ghost Recon Breakpoint. I don't think people are playing that game. Um, <laughs> the NFT items are called Digits. They're all limited editions. Um, they're all unique with a different serial number. So, that's interesting. It's very weird. Um... And then also in embedded in that metadata is your Ubisoft Connect username. Uh, as it gets sold to new owners, all those usernames are added to the metadata, creating a history of ownership for the NFT. Um, it also has a video file showing the item being used in game after you equip it. But it's only going to be on Re Ghost Recon Breakpoint's Ubisoft Connect PC version. Um, it's got a... a a rifle skin, a helmet, and a pair of pants. Those will all be free. Uh, you have to get it, though, within a certain window on the 9th, 12th, or 15th. You also have to fill, fulfill certain criteria to be eligible to claim them. Uh, you ha have to have le reached at least XP level 5. Um, you have to have played at least 100 hours for the pants, and then at least 600 hours for the helmet. Like I said, extremely limited because I don't know how many people played Breakpoint because it wasn't received well compared to Wildlands and I, I they want to focus on their most engaged players with this first batch yeah so like 12 people <laughs> I'm sure it's more but uh, you can sign up for that and I, I guess they're going to add more stuff next year but I, I don't the reason they're doing this, they say, is, quote, it's to making players stakeholders, unquote. Uh, Others also said, quote, our long-term efforts led us to understand how blockchain's decentralized approach could genuinely make players stakeholders of our games in a way that is also sustainable for our industry, placing back into their hands the value they generate through the time they spend, the items they buy, or the content they create online, unquote, uh, from Nicholas Powered, butcher that French name, uh, who is the VP of Ubisoft Strategic Innovation Lab. Uh, he also said, quote, Ubisoft Quartz is the first building block in our ambitious vision for developing a true metaverse, unquote. Why is everyone going into the metaverse? Not everything needs to be a metaverse. Like, get the fuck out of here, dude. What is this? I don't need no metaverse, dude. I, I I don't know, man. This is very, very strange. Blockchains and NFTs are fucking stupid. Um, I, and I, cryptocurrency, it's a fucking joke to me too. Um, anyway, Ubisoft also said though that if environmental concerns around blockchain and NFC and NFTs are not fixed, they, they might abandon uh, quartz. So, like, crypto mining is is very, very detrimental to the environment. It, it takes a ton of power. 
It creates a ton of emissions. Like it, it is not something that it's not super sustainable, right? But it's, it's not supposed to be, but they claim they've found an energy efficient system for it. But, uh, that, that VP also said, quote, that's a first step for us. If we see blockchain technology cannot go more energy efficient, if it's not sustainable, of course, we will think again of what we are doing. But for now, on the technology we decided to work on, we are taking this concern very seriously, unquote. Um, I guess they're going something with a proof-of-stake concept. They're more energy efficient uh, instead of proof-of-work. But uh, this system is called Tezos, which is, according to Ubisoft, quote, uses 1 million times less energy per transaction than Bitcoin. For comparison, that's 30 seconds of streaming a video versus one whole year, unquote. Uh, and that's uh, also from an IGN article. But that still doesn't, uh, I don't know. So then Poard went on to say, quote, The ecosystem linked to what we're doing with NFTs is Ethereum, and the whole Ethereum ecosystem is moving towards proof of stake, um, unquote. Pro Ethereum, of course, is one of the second largest cryptocurrencies behind Bitcoin, um, I just, I think this is the wrong way to go because now you're creating something that, that is going to alienate people more so than just standard charging for skins and things like this, because NFTs and shit can go into the thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And it, it's just, this is not a system that, that gaming should be moving towards at all. If you ask me, I just, um, I think that NFTs and blockchains are, are I, I don't know. I, I just, I am not personally on board with them. And it, I just, I disagree with the whole idea behind them. I get the whole idea behind decentralization. I get that. Don't get me wrong on that point. And I get that you don't want to be tied to like a monetary system and, and banks and things. But at the same time, when it it's... It's so unregulated to a point that new ones pop up every day and then you can get fucked royally by some of these 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 NFTs or some of these uh, uh, cryptocurrency things. I just, that's not something I want to see the gaming industry go towards. It's just not, in my personal opinion, it, it's not something that the games industry should do because it it just opens the door for a lot of scummy things to happen. And I'm, I'm not saying Ubisoft is going to do scummy things. I'm just saying it opens the door for a lot of scummy companies to do scummy things. I'm looking at you, Activision. And 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 that's that's the issue I have. Um, and, and staying on Ubisoft here for a bit. Um, Ubisoft, like Activision, has had, its, uh, had some recent allegations levied against some of its, its higher-ups. And uh, they went on to say, uh, so Chief People Officer Annika Grant said, quote, uh, in an interview with Axiom, quote, at the beginning of the crisis, we spent a lot of time making sure that we had the right processes in place, that we were able to very quickly and efficiently run an investigation and get to some outcomes. What I think we missed, though, is the employee experience through that. I don't think we always communicated enough back to the people who had raised an issue in the first place and about what we found as part of the investigations. The decisions that we made and the actions that we took, I think, unfortunately, people lost trust in that process, unquote. So, 
I that see this is this is the type of answer that that Activision and Blizzard should have put out. This is the kind of answer that Bobby Kotick or some other dickhead over at Activision should have said. Ubisoft knows what the fuck is going on and they're doing stuff about it. Meanwhile, Activision and, and Blizzard are diddling their thumbs over there with their their heads up their asses. And and just like, oh, well, you know, yeah, some things happen and they're trying to like lay blame at other people and it's like, nah, dude, accept you fucked up and move forward, man. Like just just do it, man. Just accept you fucked up and move forward. That that's all you gotta do. That's all you gotta do. It's it's simple, really. And and Ubisoft's got it right. But but that also goes back to company culture because Bobby Kotick is an asshole, and Eves Gimo, the 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 you know the co-founder and and CEO of 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 Ubisoft, like cares about people and cares about gamers and like just shit in general. Like he's 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 literally a stand-up, genuinely nice guy. Like he's just a nice guy. You never hear people shit talking Eves like ever. Um, Ubisoft also said this was back in June of last year, quote, we are fully committed to taking any and all appropriate disciplinary action, um, unquote. And, and, you know, they, they are committed to major, major changes and things like that. And just, they seem like better. It seems like they're doing way better than Activision Blizzard. They're not, they're not innocent. They're not they're not uh, absolved of any wrongdoing. They're just, you know, they're, they're dealing with it too. Just they're going about it in a better way. It seems like, and I don't know if that's because French laws are different or, or anything like that, but it just seems that way from the outside looking in granted. They're also not being sued by like 800 different people. So that, uh, I could be part of it, you know, and, uh, you know, going back to Activision Blizzard, they're laying people off over at Raven Software. Raven Software are the ones in charge of Warzone, which is the moneymaker for them right now. So it doesn't make any sense that they would lay anyone off. And, quote, uh, per the Washington Post, that, quote, at least a dozen, unquote, quality insurance uh, contractors were laid off. And... Apparently, even more contractors, per the Washington Post, quote, will be informed over the next few days that they've been laid off too, unquote. That, that's really ridiculous, because A, who the fuck lays people off weeks before Christmas? That's some fucked up shit right there. Like, I, I, fuck you, Activision. <laughs> like, seriously, dude? You're gonna lay people off weeks before Christmas? I get their contractors, but like, I'm going to say right now, you extend their contract. I work at a company that hires contractors. While we don't necessarily hire them on full time, we extend their contract. That's some fucked up bullshit right there to let people go before Christmas. Um, and A, you are literally launching... A new Warzone map. Why are you getting rid of QA testers the week or two before you launch a new map that you're going to need fucking QA testers for when it goes fucking live? 
What, 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 in what asinine, ass-backwards world is Activision living in? Because, like, that's some shit I need to see. Like, where are the receipts, bro? What, what is this shit, Activision? What, you got your head, heads up your asses. Literally, just every chance you can make good, you pick the wrong decision. Like what, what, like, I I don't get it. I just don't get it at all. There, there's no logical sense for this. Again, it's the month of Christmas and you're also launching a new map that when it goes live, people are going to find bugs that weren't there in your testing and your beta and shit that like, I, you, you got money, dude. You got fucking money. You got paid. And I know, I know the new Call of Duty didn't do that well. But Warzone, I'm sure you're still making butt fucking ton of money there, dude. No fucking sense, man. No sense at all. And with that, you know, with everything that's been going on with Activision Blizzard, Jeff Keighley announced... They will have no place at the Game Awards beyond beyond their um, beyond their their nominations. They won't have announcements. They won't have a presence. And he's like, "Nah, dude, I don't like no place for harassment in the workplace." And and just to follow up with that, uh, a lot of people at um, Raven are actually going to do a walkout to stand in solidarity with the QA team. And I don't necessarily support walkouts just because that's a dereliction of duty. And, and it, it could, it could get you fired as well. I get it. And if the whole team does it, there might be some protection there. Um, and uh, they said, quote, Leadership has repeatedly said that these are not layoffs, but a termination of contract, unquote. And that's still fucked up. It's Christmas time. Um, even though they had said, I guess, previously internally, they were going to promote 500 contractors, which I, I don't know. But that's out of control. And... Uh, it says, quote, in a response to the events of Friday, the Raven QA team and other member of Raven staff will be walking out with a singular demand. Every member of the QA team, including those terminated on Friday, must be offered full-time positions, unquote. I agree. I agree. Unless, like, unless they're bad employees, but you just don't get rid of 12 all at once like that. It's usually individual. Um, but yeah, uh, Raven, uh, most of the people at Raven Software that, uh, are, are going to walk out. Apparently those at least a dozen people, if not more, they are, uh, they reduced that Q18 that works on Warzone by 30%, which is wild to me, especially when a new map is launching and a new game is out. And, uh, wow. Some of these people, so quote, uh, a statement from the team said, quote, without, relocation assistance from Raven due to reassurances from the studio that their workload was consistent. These unquote, these people moved to Wisconsin where Raven is 
to work there. And then the studio just goes, ah, fuck you. Bye. Like, nah, bro. Nah. And that's some fucked up shit, man. Activision, get your shit together. Fucking morons. Tired of this shit. I don't, I don't understand, man. I do not understand. And then a quick note on Halo. Uh, 343 has confirmed that playlists and more PvP modes will be coming to the game by end of year, including SWAT, which is what I've been waiting for. And uh, while mission replayability is not available at launch, it will be a feature added later. Um, I know that's a big thing because Halo has always been where you can just go back and pick any mission and replay it. However... With the change to open world, I totally understand that's a little different. Not a whole lot of open world games have mission replayability. Um, but 343 is hoping to add it in the near future. Um, also, let's switch over to Activision's biggest competitor, EA. And we're actually going to talk about Vince Zampella, the man who used to run Infinity Ward and run Call of Duty. Uh, of course, he moved over to EA, or he started Respawn. They were gobbled up by EA. They, of course, make Titanfall. And uh, now he's kind of in charge of, like, DICE and stuff, too. Well, Zampella is now uh, taking a larger role in the Battlefield franchise as the GM of DICE is leaving EA in general. Um, Oscar Gabrielson is leaving the company at the end of the year um, to do stuff outside of EA. And they have announced that Zampella is uh, going to be adding DICE um, to his portfolio. as uh, He's the group GM now, uh, which also has Ripple, Respawn, and other studios. Um, of course, he started working with DICE early last year. We did talk about that. And uh, he's still going to do his normal stuff at Respawn, which is good. I'm happy with that. Of course, Apex Legends is going on. They have Jedi Fallen Order, a sequel to that as well. And um, that's I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear this. So look at this. Maybe Zampella can go hire those people from Respawn because he said, quote, plans to grow significantly, unquote, the number of employees working for him. Um, Marcus Leto, of course, who used to work for... Bungie and and worked on Halo, uh, started his own studio and game that failed last year. Um, he is a game director now at EA as of a couple months ago. Um, he's going to be doing building a new Seattle-based studio for for Battlefield for, uh, story games, and then, um, but yeah, this is uh because EA wants to build a quote Battlefield connected universe unquote. I don't know what that means. Probably some metaverse bullshit. Um, but I think they just need to fix the bugginess that is 2042 based off everything I've heard about that game. It's a buggy hell. So all I know is Halo is back, baby. Double kill. Well, anyway, our, our final bit of gaming news today uh, has to do with Sony. And it looks like Sony is finally working on a competitor to game pass if you will and apparently there's been some documents uh for the project that have been revealed uh via playstation plus jason schreier of course the man who 
figures out every secret. Um, and this is in, in a report he did for Bloomberg. Uh, this service is uh, codenamed Spartacus. Yeah, nice name there, bud. Obviously trying to go after, um, <laughs> after you know, I'm Spartacus and the big bad game. <laughs> excuse me, the big bad game pass, right? But essentially, it would be you pay a monthly fee, uh, you get access to a catalog of classic and modern games, and uh, it, it's not official yet, but it would also be available on PlayStation 4, obviously, because more people have PlayStation 4 than anything else. Um, and it is supposed to launch in the spring, this is all per the Bloomberg report, and it will merge both PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now. PlayStation Now, of course, is the closest thing to Game Plus Pass on PlayStation, yet it's not a great service. And um, I think you have to pay for some games still. I don't know. Uh, still nothing's finalized, but spent, essentially there's different like levels of it. Um, you should, you should be getting like a large catalog of PlayStation 4 and hopefully PlayStation 5 games. Uh, and then there's going to be a tier that, that is supposed to essentially offer PS1, PS2, PS3, and PSP games. You shouldn't have to pay extra for that. Um, that's kind of fucking stupid, if you ask me. Game Pass is just Game Pass. Like, already Sony's losing the game there, bud. But, I, I just... I don't know what's going on with that. Um, Game Pass, as of right now, has 18 million subscribers. Um, it's anywhere between 10 and $15 a month, of course, for all this access. The 15 bucks a month one is fucking great because it includes PC games, so I get games on my computer. And uh, you also get Xbox games day one launch. Like, I didn't have to go buy Halo. I wanted to. I want to support... 343 you can just get it through game pass day one i don't think sony's gonna do that to be honest i don't think if you get whatever their thing ends up being i doubt you're gonna get god of war ragnarok on day one for free in it i doubt you're gonna get horizon forbidden west for for free day one in it so uh let's see if if that actually happens right that's 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 gonna be a big thing but if it happens, good on them. Good on them for finally innovating and, and doing something that, that gamers support, right? That That's something um, something great. So, I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, I, I hope they do it. I hope they implement it well, though. So, it, it, it's a lot to consider, and they just need to make sure they do it right to make sure people will actually want to support it and be a part of it. Uh, that's it for gaming, though. Let's uh, move on. Just a quick little bit about TV today. Uh, it has been announced that Colby Smolders will be joining uh, Nick Fury and Samuel L. Jackson as uh, Maria Hill in the Secret Invasion show for Disney+. Plus. Uh, so Maria Hill is not completely out of the MCU. We last saw her in Far From Home, except it wasn't her. It was a scroll pretending to be her. Uh, Hawkeye still... Not doing a whole lot for me, uh, and I know a new episode dropped today, but I'm just still not totally feeling it. Yeah, the action was great in episode three, and that Pym arrow where they made an arrow giant with Pym tech. Like, yeah, that's cool, but 
I'm I just I still am struggling to understand why we got a Hawkeye show. However, there is a character uh, who we don't see. We see their hand and we hear their laugh. And like, it's like a thousand percent Vincent D'Onofrio as, as Kingpin. Uh, the tracksuit mafia is run by Kingpin in the comics and like hundred percent they're hinting at Kingpin and the way this dude laughs, uh, like a thousand million quadrillion percent it's it's vincent d'onofrio like there's 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 no getting around that especially especially when we talk about what's coming up later uh when we talk about some movie stuff i it's yeah all right it's like it's a given um we also got our first trailer for peacemaker the uh spinoff show from the suicide squad starring john cena uh directed by james gunn that's gonna drop on uh, HBO Max in in January. There's surprisingly a lot of great laugh. I mean, not surprisingly a lot of great laughs, but surprisingly a lot of like heart and groundedness. Like in a show, you weren't expecting it in a show like that. Like that's the last place I would expect to find like some serious issues and and conversations and things. And yet we're gonna get them. And and if anyone knows how to make it it good and fun, it's 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 gonna be James Gunn. And that show, I'm telling you right now, that show is going to be super underrated. And it's going to turn into a a great thing and people are going to love it. Uh, Also announced, The Boys is going to be getting an animated spinoff next year uh, on on Amazon Prime Video. I think season three is coming soon. um, But I am very excited to hear that. Anything with The Boys, I know they're getting a a live action spinoff. And if the animated spinoff is anything like Invincible, then then it's it's gonna be good. Like we don't we don't have to worry in in any way about um about about the boys. Like it's 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 gonna be good. It's gonna be good. And uh we, we know that, don't we? I think. Sure. Maybe. Who knows? Uh also announced, and tell me if you've heard this before, we're getting a Penguin origin story. And if you go, well, Nick, isn't that the show Gotham on Fox? And I'd go, yes, yes, it is. But now we're getting the Colin Farrell version uh, based on the the movie The Batman that is uh, releasing in March. Now, why, do you ask? Well, I don't know. And it doesn't make any sense, personally. It's literally, literally, literally the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. I, I just, I, I don't get it. Another Gotham Penguin origin story. Like, I know it's Colin Farrell, but do we really need this? Do we really? WB, DC? No, no, we don't. So I don't know why you're doing it. And then our last bit of TV news is uh, the Game Awards is... Thursday night, so two nights from now, and uh, or tomorrow night or tonight, how, wh- whenever you're listening, and we will finally get a proper trailer for the Halo TV series. We did get a teaser on the 15th uh, for Xbox's 20th anniversary and Halo's 20th anniversary, but this will be a full trailer, and that will be shown off on Thursday for the Paramount Plus series. Uh, that's it for TV. Let's talk about movies here. Um... 
and uh, not a whole lot today. Uh, Guillermo del Toro announced uh, on the Stephen King podcast that if there was any Stephen King property he wishes he got to make, it was going to be Pet Cemetery. And me sitting here thinking of a Guillermo del Toro Pet Cemetery makes me realize that's a Pet Cemetery I would actually be interested in. Would be a Guillermo del Toro Pet Cemetery, for sure. Also, it turns out James Cameron almost made a Spider-Man movie. And he claims that it would have been the greatest movie he never made. Uh, that's a quote from him. The great quote, the greatest film I never made, unquote. And I don't even know. I didn't even know he was going to make a, a Spider-Man movie. Um, but this was back in the 80s before Terminator 2. So like 89, 90. Um, he said, quote, I think it would have been very different. The treatment that I wrote with Stan Lee's blessing, I want to say Stan, and I got to be pals around that process. It one of his, one of his personal favorite characters, and I didn't make a, a move without asking him permission, unquote. That's that's cool. That that I respect. Um, he also said, quote, going with the biological web shooters as being part of biological adaptation to the radioactive spider bait. Spider bite made sense to me, and I checked with Stan. I said, look, this kid is a spider kid. The first thing you got to get your mind around is it's not Spider-Man. He goes by Spider-Man, but he's not Spider-Man. He's Spider-Kid. He's Spider-High School Kid. He's kind of geeky and nobody notices him, and he's socially unpopular and all that stuff, unquote. Um... Looks like they, they use some of that stuff in the Raimi films. It goes on and on. It's an article. And uh, he was being interviewed by... Um, what was it? Uh, uh, Tech Noir. It's a book. And Screen Crush Act. I, I don't know, man. That, that's, that's a whole lot of stuff about James Cameron being James Cameron. Is, is, is what it, it comes off as. So... Who knows? Uh, and it was also announced that Venom 3 is currently in the works, according to producer Amy Pascal. Looks like all she does now after leaving Sony is just Spider-Man stuff. Whatever, I don't care. People like the Venom movies. I just... I don't know. Uh, Destin Daniel Cretton is confirmed to be coming back to write and direct Shang-Chi 2. No surprise there. Shang-Chi fucking killed it at the box office. And it was just a great movie to watch in general. Um... I'm very excited to see where that goes. Plus, the man's a sneakerhead and he wears Jordans. I'm all for it. I'm all for Shang-Chi. And speaking of Spider-Man and we talked about Kingpin and Vincent D'Onofrio, Kevin Feige today, just out of the blue, oh, yeah, uh, you know, Charlie Cox is our daredevil and he'll return at some point in the MCU. Like, yeah, Kevin Feige, yeah, Kevin, you're just going to drop that randomly and act like, no big deal. Obviously, he's hinting at Charlie Cox being in, in Spider-Man No Way Home. That's already been, like, teased to high hell everywhere. Um, yeah, dude. And and <laughs> it's obvious. Like, it's it's painfully obvious. And, and obviously, it's also opening the door for Vincent D'Onofrio to be in, in Hawkeye. Because if, if they're going to bring make that MCU canon... Like, I wonder what else other characters from the Netflix shows might end up just coming back as well. Like, dude, Kevin, man. Obviously, you're doing this to hype up stuff. Like, no joke. Like, really, Kevin? Anyway, we also got a trailer 
for the new Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse movie. However, this is going to be Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. That's fucking right. We're getting two more Spider-Verse movies with Miles. Hell yeah, bro. I was watching a breakdown. They actually show off Indian and like 2099. Oscar Isaac is back. Haley Steinfeld is back. I'm all for it, bro. The animation is killer. If you haven't seen Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, it's literally the best Spider-Man movie other than Spider-Man 2. Like, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is, is fucking amazing. And I'm telling you right now, if you haven't seen it, you need to go watch it now. Like, stop listening to me and go watch the movie right now. And watch the trailer, too, while you're at it. Fuck yeah, dude. Part one. Part one. We only thought we were getting one more, not multiple more. Hell yeah, brother. Um, and then Patty Jenkins announced that she will be stepping down from directing the Cleopatra movie uh, that she was going to do with Gal Gadot and just be producing it. Uh, as she wants to focus on Wonder Woman 3 and the Rogue Squadron movie, which I guess isn't dead, despite reports. Which makes me excited that she cares about this movie and wants to make sure it gets made. And it, it isn't creative differences. She just is busy as fuck. And it sucks that she's not going to be di directing the Cleopatra movie, but that's okay. That's okay, as long as she produces, she'll make sure that, that some of her vision per stays. That's essentially the producer's job. And uh, Gal Gadot is staying, so it, it'll be a good movie. It'll be a good movie, and they hired a good director, um, so I'm I'm not worried about that. I just care more about Rogue Squadron and Wonder Woman three, and I'm happy to hear that she's focusing on those. And then, uh, just our final bit of uh, movie news here today. Um, I did see House of Gucci, but I'm not going to talk about it. Um, but the Harry Potter 20th anniversary teaser was released. Hinting at all the stars that are going to be back, um, providing some things for it. That will premiere on HBO Max on January 1st, 2022. So be on the lookout for that in just a few short weeks. Uh, of course, next week we will be talking about everything revealed at the Game Awards. We will be talking about Halo Infinite and uh, anything else that happens to drop in the next week or so. Uh, but with that, thank you guys for stopping by. Uh, as always, check out my friends at the 101 League. You can follow them on, on Twitch. Uh, you can sign up for Smash tournaments at smash.gg slash the 101 League. You can follow them on Twitter, Instagram, things like that. Uh, also, check out nixnernews.com where you can listen to the show right in your browser. Or if you prefer, follow us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts. Like, share, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And then also, while you're at the website, check, our social, check out our social media tab where you can find our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter feeds where we post a lot of hot, spicy memes. Uh, if not, just follow Nick's Nerd News on your preferred social media platform of choice. And with that, I will catch you guys on the flip side. <laughs>